At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you Amazing. in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is the final hour of the look at right here on Beeson, the sports betting network. For those of you guys out here on the West Coast in the Pacific time zone, a happy Black Friday to you. And I will, I've mentioned it already once before on the show, and I will say it again. Be nice if you wind up going out to the stores of those folks that are working at, insert your favorite retailer here. I am someone that I worked five Black Fridays in retail in high school slash college to be able to get myself through and trust me working five black Fridays at TJ Maxx was about five more black Fridays than I ever wished to work black Friday in retail. So I can tell you that right now, but we're going to try to give you guys some profitability here on this show as well. So that way you're able to afford. So that way you're able to afford all of those great gifts that you're going to be looking to buy your loved ones, what have you both today and just moving forward as we get into the holiday season and the sport that I always do the best at is college basketball. And I always give out a pick for the New York Post every single day when it comes to college basketball season. And today we are looking at a fade of a summit league team. That was everyone's darling last year. How about if we go with Oral Roberts versus Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state winds up opening up in most spots, a 10 point favorite and Right now, you're seeing that hold relatively steady right now. I did see a couple of 10.5s pop, but I'm seeing mostly 10s out there. When it comes to the total, it's going to be one of the higher ones that you wind up seeing on the Las Vegas betting board. As with this Oklahoma State versus Oral Roberts game, you're finding it anywhere between a 147.5, seeing as high as 149. It looks like at DraftKings, if you're looking for a 9.5, you're able to get it with minus 120 juice as well. But I take a look at the spot, and I wound up saying Oklahoma State as a 13-point favorite. This is an Oral Roberts bunch that... They're not just bad on defense, they're putrid on defense. In games involving D1 opponents, among 358 D1 teams, they rank 350th in all of college basketball, points allowed on a per-possession basis. You can tell that Max Aismas is certainly missing his running mate in Kevin O'Banner from last year. Kevin O'Banner, he's not going to be coming through that locker room for Oral Roberts. He was able to give the team right around 18 and a half points, 9 boards, shot 40% from 3 and 80% at the free throw line last season as a 6'7", 6'8", do-it-all player. And then you take a look at Oklahoma State. It truly is a situation in which the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I always love 
being able to say that about a team. And it truly is that for Oklahoma State, as you've got eight different guys that are giving you at least six and a half points per game and nobody giving you really more than 12 points per game. You got a guy, Musa Cisse, who is one of the best, in my opinion, big men defender in all of college basketball. This is someone that wound up actually coming out of high school a year early last season and to be able to put up right around nine points, six rebounds, gives you a couple of blocks. You just are not going to be able to get anything through them. And this is an Oral Roberts team that in general doesn't have a lot of size. Six foot seven, Francis Laces. They will give you right around seven rebounds per game, but you were expecting a little bit more out of guys like Kareem Thompson to be able to take the next step forward. Now, a redeeming quality for the Sora Roberts team, especially on the offensive event, Isaac McBride, who winds coming in from Vanderbilt, has been able to give you 15 and a half points per game. But this is an Oral Roberts team that they're shooting in the low to mid 30s from three point range. That is far from what they wound up shooting last year. It's a team in which they're just completely geared on offense, they are unable to stop anything on defense and this is an Oklahoma State team that they do a good job of being a force possessions as well or force turnovers as well in the top 20 with regards to turnovers force on a per possession basis in all of college basketball they're generating over 10 steals per game Isaac likely has been able to fill it up for the team so I do take a look at Oklahoma State I think that they should be able to cover this number we saw home underdogs get off to a really good start to the college basketball season but over the last week, they've actually been hitting at a sub-50% rate. I do think that there's going to be a lot of home underdogs that are going to be providing some value, both on the card for Friday and moving forward as well. But this is just not one of them. I want to taking Oklahoma State with the New York Post play of the day, and I'm going to be taking a look at an over as well, as I just think that this is going to be another case of which you wind up seeing Oklahoma State rack up north of 80 points. I want to say this total well north of 150. So I'm taking a look at an over there, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Cowboys of Oklahoma State to be able to cover that number. But when it comes to the rest of the board for this college basketball Friday, I mentioned it. I think that there might be a little bit more value with some of these home underdogs, and we have found one. Missouri versus Wichita State. The Shockers are looking to shock Missouri, but would it be too much of a shock? According to bookmakers, the answer is no, as you're finding Missouri as between a two and a half and a three-point home underdog. This one wound up opening up at one. Money has really been coming in on Wichita State. And your total on this game, it is between 132.5 and 133.5, down from the opener of 134. I can agree a little bit more with the move on the total because you've got Ty ATN, who's been able to do an absolutely masterful job for Wichita State thus far this year. He wound up actually missing a game earlier this year against Charlton State due to illness, and you could tell that the first couple games of the season, he wasn't quite himself. He wound up hitting that shot from the logo to be able to close out that game against Jacksonville State, but really past that, wasn't doing much before. He wound up heading out here to lovely Las Vegas, and then from there, he was able to just completely own those two games in which they wound up playing against UNLV and Michigan. Wound up having a combined 55 points in both of, both of those. And you've got a guy, Ricky Council the fourth, that has been able to chip in their double figures. He's a guy that last year shot 44% from three-point range, shooting in the high 30s from three this year. But what I think is going to be an issue for Missouri is being able to guard Kobe. Kobe Brown he has been able to do some great work when it comes to Missouri. A big reason why this team has been able to pull off the wins that they have thus far. And for Kobe Brown, he's able to give you 15 points, chip in their eight rebounds per game. You've got Maurice Oduzzi on the other side. For Wichita State, he's been able to haul in there right around six to seven rebounds per game, but this is just not a Wichita State team with a lot of size. What I think is going to be so important to Missouri is being able to get some of the lesser guards to be able to step up. Someone like Amari Davis, who on transferring him from UW Green Bay, while he was at UW Green Bay, was a 17 and a half point per game score last year. This year, wound up getting off to a little bit of a rough start, but now he was able to put in double figures in the team's last game. It feels like he's starting to get a little bit of momentum moving forward. So I think that that's going to be big for this Missouri squad. And when it comes to Missouri as well, it's a squad in which they want to bring in a lot of transfers from mid-majors. Someone like a Jerron Coleman winds up coming in from the Mac. He's been able to do a solid job for the team. He doesn't necessarily do anything too great, but he's been able to give you seven points, three rebounds, three and a half assists. Doesn't really turn the ball over a lot. I think that that's going to be the key for this Missouri team. Not getting outside of themselves recognize that their game is playing a little bit more sloppy, playing a little bit more defense-oriented. I do think that that is going to be able to win the day for them. And what else has been big for Missouri? Not giving second chances. They are allowing up opponents to rebound right in the neighborhood of about 20% of their misses as one of the top marks in all of college basketball. So I think that they're going to do a good job of keeping a Wichita State team that doesn't necessarily have ideal size off the glass. So I do take a look at a money line underdog situation here 
with Missouri. And I think that it's going to be a game which you wind up seeing not necessarily a whole heck of a lot of scoring. When it comes to this total, I wind up setting mine at a 132. So we've seen a little bit of a drop. I still like the under. If it gets too much further, then it's maybe a little bit of a point of no return. But I take a look at an under in this spot to go along with Missouri. When it comes to the ranked teams that are going to be in action, we've got a couple teams that, let's just call it what it is. They're playing in some games with some harebrained spreads. And I cannot advise laying between 36 and a half and 37 in the spot as you've got Purdue and Nebraska. Omaha set hike as Omaha 36 and a half to 37 point underdogs. And I mean, Omaha's not a good school. I mean, just, they're a fine school in terms of an institution. Their basketball team is not necessarily very good. We will make that disclaimer right now. We do not want to disparage anyone that goes to that fine university, but when it comes to Omaha as a college basketball school, it is not good. I mean, we're just going to call it what it is. They've got nobody averaging double figures right now. Purdue, they're coming off of being able to have that come from by and win against Villanova. They were able to put up north of 90 points against UNC. This team is efficient on offense. They're efficient on defense. They are going to be one of the top teams in all of college basketball when it comes to rebounding, but he's just gotten up a little bit too high here. You got someone in Marco Smith that has been able to give this Omaha team more of something recently. He wanted missing a game earlier this year. He's going to be able to give the team right around seven and a half points per game. I think that he's going to be able to help the team hang in there. I think that you're going to need to get a little bit of something more out of Isaiah Pooh Chandler, who has been in and out of the fold for this team. He's been a little bit banged up. I think that him being able to give this team a couple of rebounds is going to be able to help them both in this game and moving forward. You've just had some injuries with regards to Omaha. It seems like they're getting a little bit healthier with Kyle Ludke really holding it down with 10 points, five boards per game. But then you take a look at Purdue. And this is a squad that I wound up having second in the Big Ten coming into the year. I can tell you right now, with the way that Michigan has looked, they have certainly leapfrogged over them. And this is a Purdue squad that I think is going to be very, very good on the national landscape because you do have Zach Eady, Long Travion Williams. Williams would be an All-American candidate on any other school. Instead, he's riding the bench right now because you've got Zach Eady, who's won the Giants of Planet Earth at seven foot four, 285 pounds, giving you 17 points and eight rebounds per game. And then you're able to throw in there Sasha Stefanovic, one of the best sharpshooters in all of college basketball. Towards back half of last year, was only shooting right around 30% from three from January on. That's because he wound up dealing with a little bit of an injury. He wound up coming back. I'll call what it is a little bit too early. Now he's back to being the Sasha Stefanovic that we all know and love as he is shooting 49% from three-point range and 92% the free-throw line. This Purdue team has all the goods, but playing between 36.5 and 37 points is a dicey proposition. You're probably going to be looking at some point in this game, the walk-ons coming in, and you really want to be banking on the walk-ons being able to take down Omaha while everyone's cheering for Little Johnny, because he finally got out there on the court. You've got Oma down by 100 billion points, and Purdue winds up feeling bad for them and winds up showing just a tad bit of mercy. It's just one of these spots in which Purdue's going to be able to win this game. They're going to be able to win this game convincingly. I can't bring myself to laying between 36 and a half and 37 points in this spot. And when it comes to another big favorite that we're going to be seeing, Iowa is a team of which it's going to depend on your number a little bit more when it comes to this one. As I wound up saying them as a 23-point favorite, they wound up opening up as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, but now it seems like the number has gotten away from you a little bit with regards to Hawkeyes. Buying them as anywhere between a 24-and-a-half and a 25-point favorite, so this has gotten up, and I've been very intrigued more or less by the Iowa totals. This opens up at 150. It's now anywhere between 151-and-a-half and 152-and-a-half. I'll be talking about it a little bit more on the other side right here on the look at, but I'm going to be taking a look at it and over in this Iowa versus Portland State game. So we're going to be giving you guys a little bit more of that next right here on the look at on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Happy Black Friday to you all. It is a look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Greg Peterson filling in for Scott Seidenberg. If you're hearing this right now at what would be 12.15 a.m. Pacific time, you're going to be hearing myself after this for the next three hours. If you're listening to the replay, well, Mitch and Paul, you're going to be coming up in 45 minutes. They've got an absolutely terrific show for you. They always do a great job of bringing it every single day. So you have that to look forward to. And we've got a lot of college basketball to look forward to as well. I was talking about it a little bit on the other side, this Iowa versus Portland State game. And it just feels like Iowa totals have been set a little bit too low this year. I think that there was just a belief that because Luca Garza is out of the fold that, you know what, Iowa's going to be playing a little bit more slow this year. And, well, it's not been the case as if you've taken Iowa unders this year, you've taken them in five games and... You have as many wins to show for it as the Detroit Lions has. That would be zero. And you don't even have a push in there to your credit as all five Iowa games so far this season have gone out over the total. And we're taking a look at this right now. The opener was 150. Right now, you're finding it anywhere between 152 and 152 and a half. I still take a look at the over in this spot because Portland State is a little bit of a disjointed group. But you take a look at what Keegan Murray has been able to do. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible how Iowa is just able to pluck out these guys and they're all able to fit their system and they're all able to thrive as this is someone that is right now averaging right around 25 points. He's been able to give the team a double-figure amount of rebounds. He's shooting over 40% from three-point range as a six foot eight combo player. I mean, he just looks like a carbon copy of Luka Garza right now, only about like two inches shorter. He has been amazing for this team now. You do want to be taking note that Patrick McCaffrey, who is a former top 100 recruit, has been able to do a solid job for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He has missed the last two games for this team. It looks like he'll probably be held out once again for this game. I'll be taking a look as the day winds up going along, but I think that he's probably going to be out. But you just take a look at this Iowa offense in general. I think the profits that overs are going to yield a profit just in general moving forward. Right now, they lead all of college basketball when it comes to points per game, and they're also very good at the free throw line. Sixth in free throw shooting percentage, right around 84%. They're doing a good job on the glass. And what Iowa always does well, it goes under the radar with this team. They all pass the ball really well. You don't necessarily have that one guy ever on Iowa that is going to give you like seven assists or anything like that. But you take a look at it, Joe Tucson, right around five and a half assists per game. You've had Ulysses be able to give you three and a half assists per game. You got a pair of guys giving you right around two and a half in McCaffrey squared. Patrick, along with Connor McCaffrey, Kiva Murray, is able to give you a little bit of this and that as well. So I do take a look at this Iowa team. I think that they're going to provide a lot of value when it comes to that. And when it comes to Portland State, they wound up losing to their inner city rival in Portland a few days ago. And that is not a loss that you want to be taking. But I do think that the 26 that we're seeing right now, it is a little bit too much. You do have a couple good sharpshooters. James G. Marie is someone that winds up coming in from Hawaii. Last year shot over 40% from three as a six foot eight stretch player, 15 points, 10 boards per game. This is just a Portland State team that 
I think positive regression is going to be coming their way when it comes to three-point shooting. And Iowa is a team that typically does wind up giving up the arc. You've got a Portland State team that among 358 D1 teams, they rank 347th with regards to three-point shooting percentage. But what they've been able to do a good job of is hitting the glass. They're 12th in the country in regards to defensive rebounds per game. So they've been able to provide a little bit of something there. You've got Khalid Thomas who's able to give you right around five and a half rebounds. Also chipping in there two and a half steals per game. And this is a Portland State team that they're looking to really play this game a little bit more up-tempo themselves. They're averaging right around 11 steals per game. That's in the top 20 in all of college basketball. And it's really an all-or-nothing defense. Either they get a steal or they wind up giving up an easy bucket. That's just very, very conducive to over. So I take a look at this 152 and a half. I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And now that we're seeing Portland State tick up and up and up, going to be willing to take the points as we're seeing more of around at 24 and a half right now on Portland State. But I do think that there's going to be value all across the board when it comes to this college basketball Friday. And I think that it's really intriguing that you've got Boise State seeing a little bit of a downshift when it comes to their when it comes to their spread as they wind up opening up an 18 and a half point favorite. This has been bet down. Now you're seeing them more in the realm of I'm seeing a lot of 16 and a half. So I'm seeing a couple 17s. I'm seeing as low as back here at circa a 16 and your tolerance game is 134 and a half. I just haven't necessarily been impressed by this Boise State team. I wound up setting this as a line of 11 half personally. So I do see a big differential between Cal State Bakersfield and what this wound up opening up at. But when it comes to Boise State, this is pretty much become like Pac-12 North at this point because they wind up bringing in all these guys like Donovan Dutrieve, Emmanuel Acott, these guys that were at Pac-12 schools before. Now they're playing for Boise State. Abu Kihabu's giving you 10.5 points, 7 rebounds, right around 3 assists per game. And this is a bunch of which you don't have to say have that one facilitator once again, but you've got Mr. Do-It-All in Emmanuel Acott. 13.5 points, 3 assists. He's been able to give you a couple boards been shooting relatively solidly from three-point range as well, but when it comes to Boise State, this defense is very hit or miss. They're a squad in which they do a good job of cut off the arc. They've actually given up the fewest three-point attempts in all of college basketball, but that doesn't really help you out against a Cal State Bakersfield team that they don't take a lot of threes. And this is a Cal State Bakersfield that they know who they are. They're going to play tough, hard-nosed defense. They're not going to have one single guy that is really going to be able to rise above everyone else but they're going to do a good job of team rebounding. They're going to do the little things well. They're going to hit their free throws. That is this Cal State Bakersfield team to a T, and I think that this is a good spot being able to get double figures here with a Roadrunners team as we give our older Roadrunners here. Meep, meep, to be able to hang in this game because when it comes to Cal State Bakersfield, it's a squad that's in a little bit of transition, but at the same time, what you've got with this team is a lot of the guys from down low that are back from last year. I think that Justin Edler-Davis is going to be able to do a good job of on-ball defending. He and John Williams are both giving you between 10 and 10 and a half points per game. And you look at this Roadrunners team, you've got four different guys averaging between 9 and 10 and a half points per game. No real star, but a bunch of guys that they just know their role. They do it very well. Heck, even someone like Adolph Piomo. He has been able to give you right around three rebounds per game. You've had Travis Hansen be able to chip in there a few points. So it's just a bunch in which I think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to hang in this game against a Boise State team that because they wound up losing Ray J. Davis from the backcourt, you wind up losing Derek Olson. They're in a little bit of transition too. So I take a look at this spot with Cal State Bakersfield. Going to be taking the points with them as I think that they're presenting a lot of value. We also wound up seeing from Circa a lot of the initial numbers that we're seeing from games that wound up involving teams that wound up playing earlier on Thanksgiving. A lot of times you wind up seeing these numbers come out in the very early a.m. For those of you guys listening on the East Coast, probably going to be right around 9-ish a.m. for you if you're on the West Coast, more like 6 a.m. And when these openers wind up dropping nationwide, it becomes just a wild, wild west. You'll see moves of like two, three points just at the drop of a hat. So you want to be locking in on these spots and you want to be taking them immediately. But when it comes to what we're going to be seeing out there in the battle for Atlantis, one spot that I think is very intriguing is the Syracuse versus Auburn game. This is 857-858 on the betting board. Right now at Circa, we're seeing Auburn as a four-point favorite and a total of 146.5. I don't know about you, but I don't have any faith whatsoever in the Syracuse defense right now. They actually made VCU look competent as an offense, and if you're making VCU look like a competent offense, you are going down the wrong way during on a one-way street right now for Syracuse. You do have Bayheim Q. 
You've got Mr. Jimmy Bayheim, Jim Bayheim, and then Buddy Bayheim. The two Bayheims actually hit the floor. They're averaging 35 points per game. They've been able to do a good job there. Joe Girard is able to give you 15 points per game. One of the better free throw shooters in all of college basketball, but don't have a lot down low. I was expecting a little bit more from Frank Anselm. He wanted coming in as a top 250 recruit last year. He's been seeing more minutes. You tell that he's very raw, but you take a look at this Auburn team, and despite the fact that they wound up losing that game in double overtime to UConn, I like the fight that they wound up showing. This is a bunch of which are still without Alan Flanagan, their top returning scorer from last year, was able to chip in their 14.5 points per game, but you've had Zep Jasper be able to give you quite a bit of something ever since he came in from the College of Charleston. He's able to give you 9 points per game. Wendell Green was at Eastern Kentucky, an Eastern Kentucky team that was in the top 5 with regards to possessions per game, so they are very willing to kick it up tempo, and we just see it every year with the Syracuse zone. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it gets completely just lit on fire, and then it gets relit on fire, and then the ashes wind up getting lit again. I mean, it's just so bad that everyone is just lighting it up in the non-conference portion of the season. In conference, it's very hit or miss. But then, if this team somehow, someway, weasels their way into the NCAA tournament because the committee just hates mid-majors and it said, oh, let's see this just completely mediocre Syracuse team that we said needed to win two games in their conference tournament. They only won one and then got destroyed in the second one. We'll just find a way to put them in. Somehow, someway, it's as if they wind up just sprinkling pixie dust on that just zone defense. Nobody can figure it out. Just like with San Diego State, who couldn't score for 10 minutes in the first half of that game in the 2021 NCAA tournament. I have no idea how. I have no idea why. But it's a cycle of life with Syracuse but you don't want to be taking them in the non-conference portion of the schedule. I do like Bruce Pearl. He's doing a very good job with this Auburn team, so I do take a look at Auburn. I think that there's value here because I'm willing to lay up to seven with them. I want to make it this total 153.5. I think that this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Syracuse wound up giving up 100 points to a toothpaste. Colgate, it actually very solid. Patriot League school, but you don't want to be giving up 100 points on your own floor to Colgate. I can tell you that right now, and I can tell you this as well. We've got a lot of NFL action that's going to be coming up on Sunday. Got a nice appetizer on Thursday, but I'm going to take you through a couple games that are going to be very intriguing on this NFL Sunday, and that's going to be coming up right here on the look at on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. a new prop tracker available now on Easton.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Keep up with all the key NFL props. Head to Easton.com to get current odds as well as the movement for each week to follow all the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win the MVP, odds to be able to win Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out the prop tracker, bettings plus key trends, matchup data, and so much more for every single game. That is now at vcin.com slash NFL. As we're back here, it is the look ahead with myself, Greg Peterson. A big shout out to all the guys back there. They're doing absolutely tremendous work. They are just putting in absolutely tremendous work because they want to giving up part of their Thanksgiving, their Black Friday, to be able to bring you guys this tremendous show. I'm up here. I've got the easy job. All I need to do is talk about sports. For many of you guys, it's very fun. For some of you guys, we're just hoping that Mitch and Polly get on the air sometime soon. But with that said, regardless, got to give a shout out to my producer, Jason Kahn. He does absolutely terrific work. You've got my man, Taylor. He does a great job on audio. Oliver, just a man that does a little bit of everything. Technical director, Nick Wells. All of you guys, absolutely tremendous. A thank you to you guys. Hopefully you all wound up having a tremendous Thanksgiving. I'll actually be eating my Thanksgiving dinner after this. I've not eaten anything all day long. My girlfriend is bringing dinner to me right after this, right here at circa 1 a.m. So that's going to be a very, very fun time. And you know what else is going to be a very fun time? Being able to take a look at some NFL on Sunday. So let's dive into some of these marquee games because we've got a lot of intrigue now that we know that the Cowboys are reeling a little bit and there's just a lot that is going to be at stake when it comes to this NFL Sunday. I wound up hitting a little bit earlier on what I wound up doing the look at yesterday on the Packers versus Rams game. I certainly think that that's going to be a big one. I'll be highlighting that a little bit more on this time spot through the weekend with the Greg Peterson experience. But when you take a look at games outside of that one, because I do feel like that is really the marquee one, you've got a few others. 
that are very noteworthy, especially the games in the 1 p.m. Pacific, the 4 p.m. Eastern window. The Steelers-Bengals game is one that certainly is catching my eye as you've got a Steelers team that they began the year just absolutely putrid. It was not looking good for them. And now you've got a Steelers bunch, and this is going to be one of the games in the 10 a.m. window when it comes to Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern. But you got a Steelers team that they've all of a sudden had a little bit of life, but it's just been very herky-jerky just in this division in general. Right now you're finding the Bengals as a 3.5 to 4-point favorite, and your total on this game, you're finding it at a 44.5 to a 45. I think the big question for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward is how long is this offensive line going to be able to hold up and is what we've been able to see out of them in recent weeks with them being able to open up some holes from Najee Harris real or were they just catching defenses a little bit off guard because with the Steelers their big glaring weakness towards the beginning part of the season and I was noting this as to why I wasn't necessarily a believer in the Steelers is that they just need to address that offensive line you wound up losing three starters but now all of a sudden They've been looking a little bit better. Ben Roethlisberger is right now officially listed as questionable. But with that said, I'd be very surprised if Ben Roethlisberger does not wind up playing in this game. He was a limited participant in practice a few days ago. So I fully expect him to be out there. Certainly a guy that has played through so many injuries before. If he doesn't wind up going out there, for one, it completely throws off the handicap of this game. And for two, well, it's going to be a big shock to a lot of people. But when it comes to the Steelers, they've done a very good job. On the outside with Deontay Johnson. I mean, it was really Clay, Chase Claypool last season. And Claypool has still been relatively solid whenever he's been out there for the Steelers. He's been a little bit banged up himself. But, I mean, how about what Deontay Johnson has been able to do recently? At least 83 yards and now three out of the last four games for this team. Hasn't necessarily been able to haul in a bunch of touchdowns. But I do think that he's going to be able to have a good time against a Bengals secondary that in recent weeks has been a little bit exposed. Now, on the other end for the Bengals, it's a defense that looked very good at the beginning of the season. We have seen a little bit of regression with them recently. It looked like they were able to get back online last week against the Raiders, a Raiders team that it looked like was reeling. And then all of a sudden, they came out on Thanksgiving Day and they wound up being able to take it to the Dallas Cowboys. But when it comes to this Bengals team, I do think that the Burrow to Chase connection is going to be working and it's going to be working very well in this game with Burrow. What I think is just key for him is to get away from the interceptions that he's been throwing recently. Last week was certainly a step in the right direction. He did not wind up throwing a pick after in each out of the last four games. He had thrown at least one interception, including two against the Cleveland Browns. That was a little bit of an eyesore, and it's a big reason why you did wind up seeing this Bengals team after they wound up having their good success to begin the year, wind up coming back a little bit. I think that that is just so key because you are facing off against a Steelers secondary. That's a little bit banged up with Joe Hayden dealing with a little bit of an injury, but still a very solid one in my opinion. But I do think that they are going to be able to take the workload off of Joe Burrow a little bit as well with the way that Joe Mixon is able to run the ball. He has been terrific for this team, averaging right around 4.3 yards per carry. You take a look at him recently and in that game against the Raiders in which it just felt like everything wound up coming back for the Bengals. He had 123 yards and a touchdown. So I do take a look at this Bengals team. I like their recent form. When it comes to the Steelers, they are a little bit banged up. But what I really look at here is the total because I do think that the Bengals are starting to get a little bit more exposed on defense and with the Bengals as well, they are a team that they might wind up offering the Steelers a couple points as well if Joe Burrow winds up throwing another pick or two. But I think that you're going to see quite a bit of offense in this game. I feel like the Bengals have been a little bit more figured out on defense. I do think that the Steelers are going to be able to have Ben Roethlisberger out there. That's very dependent on Ben Roethlisberger as well. If you wind up seeing the understudies wind up coming out for the Steelers, that is not necessarily what you want. I mean, it just has not been a good situation whenever Ben Roethlisberger has been out of the full for the Steelers team. But I do take a look at it over in this spot. If I'm leaning towards the side, right now I'd be leaning towards the Bengals laying four and a half. And I've been a big believer in NFL unders thus far this year as they've been hitting at darn near a 54% clip. But I mean, this is a spot in which I do take a look at an over. And I do think that the Bengals might be providing a little bit more value. I want to see a little bit more on Ben Roethlisberger's status before I would wind up firing that in, but I feel a lot better about the over. A game that I think is going to be very intriguing as well when it comes to the NFC side of things, that would be Vikings versus 49ers. With the 49ers, it has been the best of times, and it has been the worst of times for them this year. And you're finding pretty much across the board this has went to three with juice. This wound up opening up with the San Francisco 49ers in a lot of spots. 
being a two and a half point favorite, this is now seeing a little bit of a move. So if you're getting the 49ers, you're likely going to be finding a minus 120. The one book out here in Las Vegas that is always famous for not moving the juice. That would be South Point. They currently have a three and a half on this game. Pretty much everyone else has a three with the minus 115, minus 120-ish. And your total on this game is 49. But when it comes to the when it comes to the 49ers, I just don't know if I'm necessarily fully sold on them just because this has been one of the toughest teams to figure out in the NFL. Every time it looks like this team is dead and buried and they look absolutely terrible, they wind up rising up like the Undertaker from the grave and all of a sudden, the 49ers are back. And every single time, it's like, oh, the 49ers have finally been able to figure it out. You wind up getting a absolutely terrible performance from them. Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like he's someone that has always gotten a little bit too much flack. Is he a top 10 quarterback or anything like that? Heavens no, but I mean, this is someone that at the same time was just one completion away from getting the 49ers a Super Bowl title. This is a guy that's able to get the job done when there is a good defense around him. And this is a very good defense of the 49ers headlined by Fred Warner and company. Jimmy Ward in that secondary has been absolutely terrific for this bunch. And I will say for the 49ers, not a team that has been able to get a lot of interceptions for this season. That to me was very shocking just in reflecting on it. But when it comes to the 49ers, what I think is going to be very critical for them just being able to take a little bit of the pressure off of Jimmy Garoppolo because Elijah Mitchell is currently dealing with an injury. Sounds like he was a limited participant in practice on Thanksgiving Day. So that is an encouraging sign because if you don't wind up having Mitchell in the backfield, then you wind up going to like Trey Sermon and company and well, let's call it what it is. Ever since Raheem Mostert wound up going down with his injury after like two carries, well, this has not been a team that has been able to figure it out. So you really do need them out there, but you also take a look at where you're able to get on the outside. And Debo Samuel has been absolutely tremendous for this 49ers team. But then you take a look at the Minnesota Vikings, and I do feel like they got a big momentum-building win against the Green Bay Packers. Now, we can say all we want about Kirk Cousins, the fact that he is a little bit of a check-down Charlie, the fact that he is someone that it feels like a lot of his stats are hollow. They come in garbage time, but I mean, the guy has 21 touchdowns to two interceptions this year. He has been very good, and you've got a guy in Dalvin Cook that I think is one of the more underrated running backs in all of football. He's averaging right around 92 yards per game whenever he's fully healthy because injuries have been a little bit of a bugaboo that have plagued him. He has been just absolutely tremendous for this team. When it comes to the Vikings as well, you still have all those weapons on the outside. Adam Thielen, just a terrific possession wide receiver. Justin Jefferson has actually been leading the team with regards to just darn near everything when it comes to receiving. So that has been good for this bunch. When it comes to the Vikings, defense has been let's call it what it is, waning in past years. It used to be the specialty of Mr. Zimmer. Now things have really come back a little bit, but I do still think that you're going to be able to get a good effort from those guys on the front seven. Now, Everson Griffin, obviously in the news for all the wrong reasons, but you've also got guys like Eric Hendricks and company that I think are going to be able to step up if you don't wind up seeing Griffin in there. You've got guys like a James Lynch, I still think is a relatively solid backup that is going to be able to cause a little bit of havoc on this 49ers team. So I'm taking a look at the three with the Vikings, if not maybe even taking them outright as well. And coming up next, I've got a lot of bets to be able to give you guys for this Black Friday. So we're going to be hitting on those next right here on the look at on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Black Friday offers here right now when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special. You also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to be able to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up. This is a limited time offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift, and that is at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe as it is the final second, the final segment of the look at right here on the Sports Bank Network. Coming up after myself, if you're listening to this at 12:45 a.m. Pacific, 3:45 a.m. Eastern, you get to hear me again. That's very unfortunate. If you're hearing me the second time at 3:45 a.m. Eastern time and 6:45 a.m. or 6:45 a.m. Eastern, 3:45 a.m. Pacific time. You're going to be hearing follow the money. It sounds like Matt Humans is going to be in for the guys, and they're going to be having a whole bunch of fun there. So have no fear there. So we've got you covered just wall to wall here on VSIN, and it's going to be Mitch and Matt Humans who's going to be in there. So we've got that all squared away, and we got to get squared away some bets that is going to be coming up for this wonderful Friday. Try to make you guys a little bit of money. I know that many of you guys are going to be taking a look at the big. Gonzaga versus Duke game. I personally want to making Gonzaga take as long as you're laying eight points or fewer. When I was taking a look at this, you were seeing between seven and seven halves. Now I'm taking a look in Las Vegas right now, and we have seen some eights pop. If you wind up seeing an eight right now, it'd be a little bit more of a wait and see. I would, if I would get a, be getting north of eight, then it becomes a take on Duke. If you wind up getting back to more around that wholesome seven, seven and a half number. I will be taking a look at Gonzaga, but with the total anywhere between 154 and a half and 155, I'm going to be taking a look at an over. You've got a Gonzaga team that is just so explosive on offense. You've got Chet Holmgren along Drew Timmy down low. And they're just immovable ob- objects. And then you've got Paul Boncaro. He has been absolutely amazing for this Duke team. 18 points and seven rebounds per game. And what I think is even bigger when it comes to this Duke team as well is the fact that Wendell Moore has been just filling it up for this team. 15 points, 5-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists. He's already got a triple-double to his credit. Very nearly had a second against the Citadel, so he has been doing some great things. Now, I just don't know if Jeremy Roach and company are going to be able to hold up at the point of attack when it comes to the backcourt because you've got Andrew Nemard giving you 5 assists per game. And we all forget when Andrew Nemard was at Florida, he was a terrific facilitator with his time with the Florida Gators as he was giving up darn near five and a half assists per game while he was in the SEC as well. So I think that he's going to be able to have himself a very big game in this one. So that's where we're looking over there. Also give you guys my near post play of the day when it comes to college basketball as well. That'd be this Oklahoma State versus Oral Roberts game. Oral Roberts was everyone's darling last year in the Sweet 16. Uh, they're not going to be everyone's darling this year. You take a look at them with regards to defensive efficiency. Points a lot on a per-possession basis. They are 350th out of 358 D1 teams. And you've got an Oklahoma State team that they've been one of the top teams with regards to defensive efficiency. Entered into Thursday in the top 10 in all of college basketball. You've got yourself just eight different guys giving you six and a half plus points per game. They do a great job down low. Oral Roberts, not a team with a lot of size. Francis Laces at six foot seven is their top rebounder. You wind up losing Kevin O'Banner from last year as well. I think that it's just a doomsday scenario. I'm not one that typically likes to be taking 
big road favorites, but seeing this line between 9.5 and, and 10, I'm going to lay it with Oklahoma State. I set them as a 13-point favorite. I just don't see a whole lot of defense being played in this game. Now, Oklahoma State, I think, is going to do an okay job on defense. They have been able to do a solid job there. And Max Aismas, you want to note as well, Nation's top scorer last season with right around 24.5 points per game. His three-point shooting last three-point shooting percentage last year was 43%. This year, it's in the mid-30s. He actually wanted missing a game that they wanted playing against a 91 team, and he's only been pumping in there right around 16 points per game. So you've seen a big fall off there. I do think that it's going to be Oral Roberts just giving up bucket upon bucket. I think that Oklahoma State is going to be able to rack it up. We're on the way up to a 13 here with Oklahoma State. Also wanted to say this all at 153 because I do think that this is going to be an up-tempo game where we've seen it with Oklahoma State. They're a little bit of a go-with-the-flow team. If you if you're, if they are playing against a team that is a little bit slower, they're willing to slow down their tempo. If they're playing against a team that they're looking to run and gunning, you know what? They will run with you, which I always think is a lot of fun to see. It's a lot of fun to see a whole bunch of college football action as well as I've got a couple picks over here. I wanted pitting on those in the first hour if you wanted missing any of that. VEASAN Best Bets, you're able to catch every hour of this show and all the shows that we do over here at VEASAN over there. But I want to addressing the very, very, I'm not even going to call it stinky line, just way out of whack and no idea whatsoever line between Iowa and Nebraska. I might be like the mouse that sees cheese and it's really on a mousetrap and I'm going for the cheese, but you know what? I'll go for the cheese. <laughs> Iowa on the money line is what I'm going with here. I, there's just no reason why the line is where it is right now. You've right now got a Nebraska team who's a one-point favorite with Adrian Martinez, who's going to be on the fold. Mr. Smothers is a career 7 of 11 passing. The 7 of 11 passing means that he's always open to disappointing you. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm missing something here. I mean, did they not send out a memo saying, don't bet this game because we've got you all set up for like some sort of a rabbit or something. I don't know if there's just going to be like gremlins that attack only Iowa players. Meanwhile, Nebraska skates away scot-free or something like that because I mean, this makes no sense. I've, I've looked at every single angle of this game trying to figure out, okay, why in the world is Iowa an underdog in this game? I've got nothing for you. I, I think other people have come up snake eyes in the same investigative work that I've been doing as well. But I mean, if I go down, I go down. I'm going to be taking Iowa on the money line in this spot. I also do think that there's some value here with Cincinnati as well. They are laying two touchdowns against East Carolina. With East Carolina, they've been able to do a relatively okay job of being able to move the ball. But I take a look at Cincinnati. Defense has really been able to come to play. We saw what they were able to do against SMU after a couple, let's call it what it is, lackluster sort of sleepwalk performances. They really came out. They fired on all cylinders. I think that this is a very inspired team, not that they're in the top four of the college football playoff. I think that they're going to do everything humanly possible to not relinquish that. Desmond Ritter, not a guy that's going to light it up, but someone that's been very efficient, I think is going to have his way. And with Eastern, with East Carolina, a bunch that they're not necessarily great on the ground and Cincinnati has been able to form themselves a balanced attack so I'm going to be taking a look at the Bearcats laying two touchdowns here against East Carolina also going to be taking a look at trying to take a couple points as well TCU versus Iowa State I'm going to be taking the 15 points with TCU Brock Purdy well he's pretty average my friends he just hasn't been able to do a lot now the big fear with TCU is that they're giving up over 200 yards per game on the ground and you've got a guy in Brees Hall who's been able to give this Iowa State team 1,200 yards per game. But I do think that TCU is going to be able to do a little bit of a better job. You take a look at Hall each of the last two weeks. He's been held down a little bit more. It just feels like this is an Iowa State team that has really been hitting the skids recently. They really can't find it. They've been one of the biggest disappointments in all of college football. And I think that they're going to disappoint once again here. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off the outright win. Certainly has been a tumultuous year for TCU having parted ways with Gary Patterson. I think that's the official wording that they want to be using, but he's no longer with the program. So I'm going to be taking a look at 15 here with TCU. Also going to be taking a look at 23 and a half with Colorado versus Utah. Utah is coming off that just absolutely massive win against Oregon. And we're seeing this pop 24 as well, which is even better because when I wanted to take a look a little bit earlier, we were seeing a lot of 23 and a half, but when it comes to Colorado, I do think that they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit on Utah. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a grimier game. I really don't think either of these offenses are going to be able to get a lot generated. 
So I think that it's a spot in which Colorado just going to be able to hang in there. Wound up taking the points with them. And then I also wound up taking San Diego State on the money line against Boise State. Another line that really didn't make too much sense to me because you've got a Boise State bunch that you've had Bachmeyer look a little bit better recently. He's been able to cut down on the turnovers, but this is a San Diego State team that they've been able to get just enough out of their quarterback play this year. They've only lost one game. I think that this is a good spot for them to be able to win it outright. And then when it comes to college basketball as well, we're going to go back a little bit more to the hardwood. I want to mention it a little, little bit earlier this hour. Despite the fact that we've seen a little bit of line move in Portland State versus Iowa, I think that there's good value here on the over. You've got an Iowa team that's averaging right around 100 points per game. It's a Portland State team that is not doing a good job of being able to guard the arc, but I think that you're going to see positive regression to a Portland State team that currently ranks in the bottom 25 when it comes to three-point shooting percentage. You've got an Iowa bunch with Keegan Murray giving you 25 points, 10 rebounds, a couple blocks, a couple steals per game. He just does a little bit of everything for this team. So I do think that there's going to be quite a bit of value there. And then how about if we add on a game that we haven't necessarily addressed a little bit, Georgia Tech versus Georgia Southern. You are noticing with Georgia Tech, there is some illness concerns. Michael DeVoe wound up missing the last game for Georgia Tech. Sounds like he'll probably be able to go. What form of Michael DeVoe are you going to get? You've got a solid Georgia Southern team here that is catching between 12 and 12 and a half points. Really low total. I think that that's relatively justified, but I do think that there's value here in taking the points with Georgia Southern, and there's always value with being able to listen to the Sports Betting Network. A big thanks to all the gentlemen behind the scenes that make these wonderful shows humanly possible. If you're listening to this at right around 3 a.m. Pacific time, Mitch, uh, Mitch and Matt Humans are going to be coming up next with Follow the Money as this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.